0: on Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com, this is the second episode that we are recording During the Jays' opening game against the Dodgers, Neil Ramirez is pitching at this time, which tells you everything you need to know about how well this game is going considering it's the fourth inning. Thanks, Sean Reed Foley. We'll be talking about you tomorrow. Um, However, we have some different topics for tonight. And joining me to discuss these topics, second podcast in a row, he's here. Because he is willing to be and he is gracious with his time, he's jaysfromacouch dot com writer downtown Stephen Brown. Stephen, thank you for sticking with me through this game. I'm sure we both rather be sleeping through.
0: It's creeping up on midnight. The Jays are jaying. They're doing their thing. We're doing our thing. Let's just keep it at that for now,
1: <laughs> dude. It's it's past midnight here. Totally different territory. Um. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to pay attention, but, you know, watching Neil Ramirez pitch is like ambient, So, um, we will talking about that in the second half of this episode. But, um, some bigger, big news broke earlier tonight. Um, Stephen, we talked about this a little bit on the Jays from the Couch radio podcast. Uh, should be out by the time. You are hearing this episode, so you get to hear me and Steven and Sean Doyle of jaysfromthecouch.com essentially talk while I'm trying to eat lunch or supper at that point because it was late and, you know, just wanted Wendy's. But some some big news for for fans of the team of that playoff run. Um, It was announced earlier today. Um, by Susan Sluss, an Athletics Beat reporter, that the team had released Marco Estrada, um, who obviously Blue Jays fans know from his heroics in the playoffs in 2015-2016. And then former Sportsnet reporter Barry Davis apparently texted Marco, and Marco told him that he was planning on retiring because the injuries were too much. And that actually falls in line with uh, something I believe you said on the radio, that Oakland kept him around long enough so he'd qualify for the maximum pension. Was that right?
0: Yeah, yeah, they did. And I thought that that was a really good gesture uh, by them. I mean, this is a guy that's had a long major league career. He's been successful in many different ways, coming out of the bullpen and as a starting pitcher. And that's just a great lift to the hat sort of thing to kind of help him out in his future endeavors. Mm.
1: And, and obviously that versatility is what attracted the Blue Jays to him when they dealt Adam Lind and his mom off to Milwaukee to acquire Estrada, who at that point had been a middling swingman, and then, again, really endeared himself quickly when he emerged from the bullpen to become a viable starting piece for the Blue Jays, getting to the point where he actually became a start with the team. I, I don't know how many people remember that. He was a 2016 All-Star, Marco Estrada. And I, I, you did give a very good sum up of his career, Stephen. I, I just wanted to get you to elaborate a little bit more. How will you remember Marco Estrada in the context of his career?
0: I mean, this is, this is a little bit corny because, you know, you can say this about any guy. Oh, he was just a really nice person you know, but that really was a really nice person. I mean, I think you could tell how genuine he was every time he got up in front of a microphone, how humble he was just to be there and just to celebrate things with his own teammates. I don't think he really cared about his own personal number. People around him were doing well and they were happy and that really reflected on the mound the way that he carried himself and his demeanor and whatnot. So the one thing that I'll look back, on Marco Estrada and remember is for his leadership, right? If the Jays had a player like that on the team right now, I think that would really benefit a lot of these young players. Just the guy that can go out there and demonstrate what it really is to be a consummate professional.
1: True, and and I think he would have no question or, or no problem getting back into the game if he wanted to. Just the way he was able to develop himself. Again, we talked about this earlier, but the, he was one of the forerunners of this fastball changeup trend that's a lot now in Major League Baseball, just using those two pitches to keep batters off balance. And I, I think, like you said, he's he's patient with his time. He's he's a kind person. I think that a lot of people would would want him in the organization. And and again, you think about the the upbringing he had. Um, I remember that SportsNet doc uh, documentary a couple years ago that they did on Marco Estrada that Stephen Brunt went on and and just looking at you know what he went through to get to where he was to get to the point where he could be an all-star is inspiring and I I I I know the the text games are probably going to be his calling card when people think Marco Estrada Blue Jays pitcher but I do think of, like you said, that overall picture that he painted as a Blue Jay. And, like, obviously, you know, not not that much time. I don't think anyone's going to scramble to put Marco Estrada in a Hall of Fame or the level of excellence. But he definitely has a piece of Blue Jay's history embedded with him. And I I think that's going to carry him very, very long into the memories of Blue Jay's fans.
0: If I could just say one more thing about him, I mean, if you don't like the way that Marco Estrada pitched, then you don't like baseball.
1: Mm. Very true. It it was it was fun just to see him just play like like where wherever he wanted to put that change up, he would put that change up and just fooled a lot of people. And the fans have been chiming in with their support and I wanted to get to a couple of them here. Well, first, we don't really have a a fan, but friend of the show, someone we've talked to on Jays from the Couch Radio, Jays from the Couch Writer, Karen will never forget his performance in the 2015 ACLS Game 5. Unreal. Sad reminder of how hard it is to do everything it takes day in and day out to succeed at this game, including staying healthy. All the best in retirement, Marco. And, again, like I said, I think... That's the easy calling card for Marco Estrada. Shanna, she at Shanna underscore she just very boldly in all caps. She's sad about Estrada, and she will always be sad about Estrada. Um, she actually had a thread go out earlier tonight on the news that Estrada retired was retire. And I'm just trying to pull it up now. Um, but yeah, Shauna was devastated that this is how the career ended for Marco Estrada. You know, going out like this after being on the DL like that. And, you know, for a guy who had that beautiful changeup, who had the ability to just make that pitch disappear whenever he wanted, um... I, I think a lot of people did want that fairy tale end for Marco Estrada. So to have him go out with a uh, what was it, 6 680, 685 ERA in 5th Oakland this year, I don't think is how a lot of people wanted it to end. But I don't think a lot of people wanted to see Jose Bautista wearing three different NL East uniforms in his final year either.
0: I mean, in an ideal world, you want to go out like Ortiz or Jeter or Rivera, but sometimes you end up like a Pujols or a Bautista or Marco in this case.
1: Yeah, of course he named freaking Yankees and Red Sox. (laughs) Um. Yeah, and uh, again, just going through here, I I did want to share the story that um, Liz at Biggles14 shared. She enjoyed watching him pitch and then seeing him shine in the playoffs in 2015-16. Liz got to talk to him at Winterfest in 2016. And he was so excited to talk about the playoffs and the excitement of the crowd. Also talking to him in the corner by the left field foul pole on he did not start. Telling Liz his wife was an angel after Liz said that, that she met, I believe, Janelle uh, Estrada at the weekend. And he was talking and laughing about going to Vegas over the all-star game to just clear his head and come back stronger and, you know, getting his son and daughter to throw at the first pitch. Again, that kind of speaks to the upbringing he had that we mentioned and just the kind of guy that Marco Estrada was. And yeah, I, I was right. It was Jenai. I believe I'm saying that right. I, I think he did very well. To to just be that kind of guy on and off the field that I think a lot of people want to see their baseball players be, which is always a plus. Um, I suppose we can talk about tonight's game a little bit, if you're interested in that, Stephen.
0: I mean, it's 8-2, to two, John. It's 8-2 Dodgers right now, but there are some positives going on in this game. A couple of nice plays made by uh, the Blue Jays. Um, a couple well, of home runs that were hit by some interesting individuals.
1: Well, that's a pretty good tease. We will be talking about that right after this break. But uh, just a reminder that, uh, first of all, get ready for fantasy season with Locked On Fantasy Football. Again, Vinny Iyer, 20 years of experience in the industry. He will give you the edge you need to win your leagues and get enough money and buy a switch like i did last year because i am that good and help will put you over the top so you don't have the same stuff as everyone else you have your sleepers you'll be set subscribe to locked on fantasy football on your favorite podcast provider to make sure you get the coverage that you need when your league and speaking of coverage steven i don't know um if you know our other sponsor for today's episode, but it helps with a different kind of coverage.
0: Well, what kind of coverage are we talking about here, AJ?
1: Uh, the kind of coverage that you need if you want to increase your performance and get the confidence you need in the bedroom.
0: Oh, okay. So it's, it's for older gentlemen?
1: Older gentlemen, younger gentlemen. Whoever might need the services of this pill, this podcast is sponsored by BlueChew.com. That's blue, like in Blue Jays. So, you know, that makes sense. Um, It's the first chewable pill with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it's going to work. You can take it anytime, day or night, even if you just had, like, 10 Big Macs from McDonald's and you're in the mood. It's chewable, so it's going to work twice as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. I mean, I I don't know how you could do it after eating 10 Big Macs. I ate, like, one this week, and I was like, ugh. But I don't know. I'm just mean.
0: <laughs> Definitely an interesting product. Um, something that some of us struggle with. So yeah. it's definitely something that some of us would appreciate.
1: Well, well, not only and? that, not only that, Stephen. It's prescribed online and it ships straight to your own discreet package, so you don't have to go to the doctor, don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. Don't. There's no awkwardness. You're not getting the side eye from old ladies looking at you like, Ugh, you smell like you ate ten Big Macs." So you. Don't so what to- you're saying?
0: So what you're saying is their package is discreet, so that yours isn't.
1: Exactly. And it's made in the USA. It prepares and ships directly to your door. So it's actually cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, if you go to bluechew.com, you get your first shipment for free. When you use the special promo code MLB, you just pay the $5 in shipping. So again, that's bluechew.com, promo code MLB. Try it for free. It's a better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast.
0: You are locked on Blue Jays your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And back talking with downtown Stephen Brown here on the podcast. Rowdy Tellez has just entered the game as a pinch hitter against Clayton Kershaw. I'm sure this will end well. Especially with Justin Smoke on second base, he can definitely score on a single into center field. <laughs> um,
0: um I uh I I have faith in Teles, but I don't I don't really know about this matchup.
1: No. Um <laughs> uh who was it? Kelly Wallace GIF on Twitter of Manny Machado like throwing out someone on an insanely stupid pickup at shortstop, just to emphasize his defensive talents because Kelly Wallace is the biggest Manny Machado stan in the world. Anyway, um the batter who got thrown out on that play was an unidentified Blue Jays runner, but I bet her $20. It was just in smoke because there is no way he would get anyone else. And he was too tall to be Russell Martin. So that's, <laughs> that's how I feel as Teles grounds out to Clayton Kershaw. So Kershaw's probably going to pass Sandy Koufax for most wins by a Dodgers left-hander. So that's something the Blue Jays are a part of history.
0: Yes, but there is a another uh, left-hander of a different variety on the Blue Jays' side that's been having himself a decent little game and a decent little run.
1: Um, who, and who I think that's worth highlighting. About? Who might you be talking about?
0: Talking about the guy that everybody threw under the bus. Okay, I'm talking about Buddy the guy. Buddy uh, Oh, okay. <laughs> there are a couple of other guys that <laughs> we have thrown under the bus with the Blue Jays. But that's, that's not because we're mean people. The the Blue Jays just have a lot of players that aren't very good. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess that's how I'll put it. Um, no, but this particular individual uh, took a fall off his left eye, I believe. Um, but he's rebounded himself. And, of course, I'm talking about Derek Fisher. And in the same night that Derek Fisher hits a home run off of Clayton Kershaw, I'm just going to grab the mic and pull it in a little bit closer. Aaron Sanchez is not pitching so well (gasps) for the Houston Astros.
1: Shock and awe.
0: I mean, obviously, I don't wish him uh, bad luck or anything like that. But the trade is looking a little bit better tonight.
1: Yeah, what um, John Metzler, Jay's Beat, tweeted out that he has like a 486 ERA since joining Houston. And that's with the no-hit innings factored in. So, I mean, congratulations Uh, on that. You no-hit the Mariners. Um, as much as I hate to do this, the Joe Biagini, he pitched two thirds of an inning in um in the triple A game for Round Rock and gave up yeah, it was five runs. So
0: So he got round rocked.
1: Oh yeah. He got <laughs> he he got a railroad run over him in allusion to Round Rock's team being called press and their logo being a locomotive. So there's some minor league knowledge for you. So, so yeah, Derek Fisher has been good. He's he's been hitting lefties like Clayton Kershaw and just torturing them, which is weird. Like, you don't. I mean, you don't think of that. Like,
0: this is this isn't something over a large sample size. So, I mean, we won't spend too much on it. But if it is something that progresses, I mean, they have a real opportunity here to really take advantage of a situation that could just benefit everybody, right? Hmm. So going back to the beginning of 2018, in 53 play to so this isn't factoring in the home run against Kershaw tonight, Derek Fisher has a 945 OPS against left-handed pitchers, good for a 145 WRC+. Plus. And I'm here to tell you guys that that is damn good.
1: I I think I would have figured that out. I I, I think I could have pieced that together. But I, I like where you're going with this. Derek Fisher is good against lefties.
0: And to expand upon this a little bit more, the Blue Jays had a sort of situation going on in 2018 between two very, you know, handsome guys that one of them was also bald. Uh, We're talking about Steve Pearce and Curtis Granderson, of course, who platooned in left and right field. And Curtis Granderson obviously mashing against right-handed pitching. Steve Pearce handling left-handers. Exactly the reason why that Boston went out and acquired and he later went on to win World Series MVP. But while both of those players were with the Blue Jays, like I mentioned, they did platoon with each other. And Steve Pierce had a 142 WRC plus against left-handed pitching. And Curtis Granderson had 138 WRC plus against right. So, Hmm. I mean, the added benefit to that is that Derek Fisher is also a bit of a speed demon. So, I mean, even on nights, let's say, where there was a right-handed pitcher on the mound, if they were to put him, he could later come in and be a pinch runner.
1: That would be very useful. I I nearly thought the Blue Jays gave up a home run to a Seager for the third straight game.
0: Um, you know what? I, I think I've I think I've had enough of these Coreys and Kyles and these uh, Seagers and these Nolas and um, yeah. the, the names just keep going and going.
1: Too many brothers. Um, too many sets of brothers facing the Blue Jays. So basically, what you want to do is have Derek Fisher and his. I don't know, four more years of control work as a platoon against lefty batters. And then the blue Jays go out and find a righty batter, I suppose. Like, like, I mean, my, my first thought was up is like, can he do this with Teoscar Hernandez? Just because I, I don't see Teoscar as an everyday player, but I also don't know if his splits would really work well in a platoon situation. Um, maybe
0: not a Teoscar Hernandez. He's more of a balanced guy. I'm just looking at his splits right now. He's got about an even OPS to lefties and righties. But yeah, hey, I mean, if they can find um a way for Derek Fisher to come in and get 300 plate appearances that are productive every single year in those four years of control, and they can get him in opportunities to steal maybe 20 or 30 bases a season – then I think that he could be a really productive member of this forward and a really useful one at that.
1: Hmm. Well, and and again, it's not like the front office is completely foreign to this concept. And I'm I'm just trying to look, see who would really feel as like a Curtis Granderson type who can come in and you know give give like right hand, right handed at bats and. Well, maybe,
0: maybe, maybe the Blue Jays don't have that right now. But I mean, if you want to succeed, you have to put them in a position to succeed. And if we want Derek Fisher to be something that works out here over the course of the next four years, then maybe that's something that the front office can look at this off season, right? I mean, you're going to carry fielders on the team anyway, uh-huh. so why not have that guy mix in and give give guys days off and just serve a purpose other than being a guy that plays when other guys need a day off.
1: True. And and like I I tried to look quick just to see who I could see um, that might offer that kind of value. And I I didn't get a lot um, before my internet decided to be really freaking stupid. But yeah, I think it's an interesting proposition to maybe you know again get the full use out of every slot on this team because that's what you have to do in order to win is get the full value out of every member of this team
0: no yeah definitely and in a day and age where rosters are being stretched to the absolute brink and you have your own sort of say taxi squad it's something that we're going to see a lot more in the major leagues and something that the blue jays are going to have to adapt to
1: Interesting. Well, I uh, I think this is is something that you know we can consider going forward, especially when trying to build that 2020 Blue Jays team. But for now, we will just focus on getting through the rest of this game. This um this game that my internet um, on the computer has decided is anymore, which I mean. I, I can't, I can't really argue with it, but I digress. Steven, thank you for for joining me on back-to-back episodes, going back-to-back like the Blue Jays have done twelve times this season. You pulled the trick off yourself. Celebrate by telling everyone where they can find you and shower you with praise.
0: You can find me on Twitter at dtsb underscore ninety eight. You can also find me on Jays from the calm occasionally and almost daily now you can find me on youtube talking hockey at downtown sports
1: yes even though he is talking about the lease which you know we can kind of consider a hockey um (laughs) check him out there um follow him on twitter you can follow me on twitter at a underscore j underscore andrews on there to get involved like fans did earlier tonight talking about marco estrada um Follow the podcast at Locked On Jays on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Reminder that we do have the giveaway contest running where you can win a hat that does not fit me. Um, so that that is still going. We will do that draw on Friday. Um, remember to retweet the original tweet to make sure you're entered, and follow both those accounts. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on. Spotify, Stitcher, Himalaya, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you don't miss an episode. So don't miss out on quality takes like Stephen Brown has offered to us tonight. Stephen, again, I thank you for your service.
0: It's been great coming by. Always love talking to you, AJ.
1: We will hopefully do it. And maybe, maybe someday, we will do it this cordially on Jays Run the Couch Radio. Maybe.
0: Maybe. No promises. (laughs)
1: Exactly. See what Sean says. Anyway, for my guest, downtown Stephen Brown, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast, and everyone at com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode, and y'all take care.